welcome to the second episode of Blockchain Bets. Uh, I am joined here with Not Fade Away. You'll hear me call him NFA. What's going on, man? How you doing? What's up? What's up? Excited for uh, episode two. Let's uh, let's get into it. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. We're uh, recording a little late. That's fine. We're not going to fall asleep. We've got this. Uh, I just got off of work. I'm pretty exhausted, but that's not going to stop us here. So I guess we'll roll straight into things. Um, if you didn't uh, listen to our first episode where we talked about you know, what this podcast is going to be about, we even gave some bets that um, one loss, one win. It's it's fine. I, I, I won't I won't say who lost, but um, <clears throat> wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about that. That was uh, that was you know about two weeks ago now, but it was uh, when the Bengals lost to the Jets straight up. So yeah, yeah. I hope you survived that in your survivor pool. That's actually the one that got me. That knocked me out of my survivor pool. And then this past week in the NFL was actually crazy. Yeah, I don't know uh, if uh, too many people made it. Yeah, I'd imagine not many did. You you want to talk about uh, that actually? I think we want to talk about our worst beats of the week, and um, that one probably uh, stings a bit for you. Yeah, so uh, one of my worst beats was actually, um, I don't even know if it was like a bad beat in terms of like a close bet, because it wasn't at all, but I took the Bills first half team total over 16 and a half points, and I also took the full game team total over 31 and a half points, and they put up a measly points pathetic showing i really thought they were going to come in there and light the jaguars defense up i felt like they were due for a big game after the uh slow start against miami the week prior and they just went out there and put up a straight up stinker so i mean it wasn't even like it wasn't even close it was it was a shitty beat just because off just off the sole fact that they just got crushed i mean Six points is pathetic. They they couldn't move the ball at all against the Jaguars defense. Um, Josh Allen had Josh Allen's number. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I was actually going to mention that the battle of the Josh Allens. Yep, there was a sack too. Josh Allen did sack Josh Allen. I think it was the first time ever that that's happened in NFL history. A player with the same name uh, had sacked another player, or even tackled another player, maybe for that matter. But yeah, that was that was. That had to have been my worst beat. Um, it was just, just tough, tough. Being a Bills fan too wasn't wasn't fun to watch. But uh, what what did what was your toughest one for the week? Yeah, that's that's never fun whenever you lose uh, betting on your own team. But it's okay. The NFL is brutal sometimes. That was just that was the week. I mean, we haven't had one of those weeks yet, and it was bound to happen. Um, yep. I yeah, I I would say that even this bet for me stung really bad it's one of the worst beats i've had in a long time i would say uh just given how close i got to covering and really in my opinion it should have should have probably won if tyrod taylor uh would have shown up to play yesterday the texans would have won that game um their defense was great i had them plus seven it closed at plus four i had the money line on the texans and this is what makes the beat terrible. I don't know if you saw this, but did you see the interception that Tyrod Taylor threw? I did not see it. Oh my gosh. If you're listening, go look this up right now. It was terrible. He threw, he was tr- running out of bounds and there's like 57, 58 seconds left on the clock or something in the first half. He's supposed to throw the ball out of bounds, right? If you're ru- he's running out of bounds, it would have been like a maybe a seven or eight yard loss. He decides to chuck the ball out of bounds, but instead of you know making sure that it actually lands out of bounds, he just flicks the ball forward, not even paying attention if there's a Dolphins player. And the ball's close enough to the sideline. The Dolphins player catches the ball and toe taps and gets a uh, interception in Houston territory with like 57 seconds left or whatever in the first half. Wow, so that was probably easy points there. If I'm not, if I'm guessing, I didn't see that game, but oh my god, it was brutal. So at that point, it was ten six. The Dolphins score a touchdown. It they go into the half winning seventeen six. Jacoby Brissett proceeds to be Jacoby Brissett for the rest of the game. Doesn't do anything, and the Dolphins still win seventeen to nine because the Texans couldn't do much of anything in the second half. Like 
I'm telling you, if like Tyra Taylor would have just, I don't know, eaten his breakfast, they probably would have won the game. But I, I don't know what he was doing. Man, yeah, that's uh, jeez, that is a tough one. And that's and you had him on the money line too. That would have been a nice payout. Would you get him at like plus two hundred something? Yeah, it might. It was probably like plus two seventy or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. If I, yep, okay. Well, tough week for the NFL. If you're a gambler, at least. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, bound. I, I managed to squeak by with a little bit of profit, and um, I'm happy with that because yeah, it was pretty brutal. I think that um, Vegas had been on the other side of it for a couple weeks, where the public was really getting them, and this week just took everybody to town. Like it happens. Um, yeah, Vegas said, screw you. <laughs> yep. I mean, I haven't seen that many underdogs win in one weekend, maybe ever. But did you buy any uh, NFTs this week? So uh, I didn't buy anything this week. Well, I guess I, I actually minted a couple projects. Um, a week and a half ago, I minted a project called Zoo Gang which was an alpha that I found out through uh, another project that both myself and Mizu are involved in called uh, Bears Deluxe. And it is um, a unique like DAO entity uh, project. Uh, it's like gives you fractionalized ownership. Um, you know, they want it to be a blue chip project. They have people in the community that have, you know, bored apes, Kongs, punks, cool cats, all that stuff. Um, they have a keeper token, which is like gives you fractionalized ownership to, of holding pieces like that are in the vault and stuff. Uh, um, so you'll be able to stake uh, your NFT. Uh, the project is a pixelated project, which are blowing up right now. It's pretty cool though. It's like a lot of zoo animal characters. So we'll see what we'll see what happens. I minted two. Uh, I got a couple cool ones when gas was low. Uh, so we'll see where that heads. And then I also minted, um, I just had to pay a gas fee for this, my spooky uh, fast food friend, which was, uh, if you held a fast food friend, it's another project, pixelated project. There was 500 or 5,555 of them. And if you held one, you got an option to mint like a spooky one. And I minted one of those when gas was low too. So uh i do have a spooky boy and he's kind of cool looking um he's got like an ape mask on <laughs> but uh those are the two projects that i kind of added to my uh nft portfolio uh over the recent few days or weeks i, I guess you could say gas has like been insanely high so um what about you nice yeah i uh i love the pixels as well i haven't um minted anything or bought much of anything for that matter in the last uh week and a half or so since we last recorded but i did end up getting one of those archive packs in the top shot drop uh and i got i don't know if this is lucky or just plain weird but i got two vince carters in my pack and then a wally zerbiak um oh. i'm really happy with the vince carters vince carters hell yeah those have got to be sick i actually totally forgot that i got the top shot pack as well and i didn't get any big names i got smush parker chauncey billups uh and then i got stefan mulberry <laughs> in a knicks uniform at least yeah hey, there you go at least you got the new york touch there yeah exactly but no top shot's a great project so i'm i'm excited to see where it goes but yeah i um I, i'm happy to see that they're introducing some somewhat of a quote unquote deflationary aspect to the uh to top shot with the trade tickets where you can essentially burn a moment to get a trade ticket. We'll see what they end up doing with the trade tickets. Um but I ended up buying a uh Miles Bridges throwdown. Uh there's only eighteen hundred in circulation and I was like, I just gotta get me something that I would consider to be a little bit more high end. I've been pretty cheap so far whenever it comes to buying moments um so that was my biggest purchase i've made uh i got it f i can't even remember how much i paid for it but um i think that since i bought it last it's gone up uh, about 30 or 40 bucks and uh on the secondary so i've been happy with that purchase even though i'll probably never sell it <laughs> um, yeah it's one of those uh keeper items because uh you know obviously being a hornets fan that'd be your guy so it's like 
you know, one of those ones you hold on to. Hell yeah, man. He's been insane this year. Yeah, he's been a lot. He's probably been their best player. He Every time I look at the box score, he's like leading them in points and usually three-pointers made, so. Yeah, he's definitely been the most consistent. And um, it's funny, before this season started, we offered him a contract uh, extension. I can't remember how much it was, but it was a good offer. And him and his agent decided that they were going to turn it down and uh, go into free agency next year. And that was a really good decision by him because now we're going to have to pay him a lot more. I was going to say, now the dude is going to get paid, whether it's by you guys or somebody else, he's getting paid. 100%. But um, I did end up, last Top Shot thing, I did end up buying a couple uh, Dirk Nowitzki's from that archive pack drop as well. It was uh, from a 2006 game. I love Dirk. And, I mean, it's it's hard not to to like Dirk if you followed the NBA you know back in the early 2000s and I guess even in the 2010s he was just insane um he's really what put European basketball on the map so I like, guess it's hard not to watch like Jokic and even Doncic and not think of Dirk so I grabbed a couple of his uh moments so we're in that drop as well oh yeah I mean those guys are like uh you know like you said he like paved the way for European basketball. And now there's like Europeans on every team and they're studs. I mean, they can, they can all shoot the three. And like you said, with the archive packs and like those Dirk moments, I think the cool thing with these archive packs too, is like they're bringing back, you know, a lot of us people our age, they're bringing back moments that we saw when we were younger kids. So it's like, Oh yeah. I remember when that, you know, that happened, I was in ninth grade or whatever. And it's like, maybe even gives you more incentive to buy that moment. So I think them going back in time is like a really good idea. Yeah. And they're not getting too crazy with the populations on those. And it's funny, like you're bringing up when the, these moments are like, why aren't we seeing any moments from the eighties? You know, like it's probably cause people in that age range aren't buying NFTs as much, but hopefully they, they will be one day. A lot of those people have uh, collected sports cards, things like that. I mean, yeah, that market is poof, still, I think, insane. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, I think I've uh, I gotta stop beating a dead horse here talking about uh, top shot. I'll talk about it all day if I don't stop. So, um, I guess here on my notes, I see that you wanted to talk about some good news for uh, for you personally. Um, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, so this is kind of cool. I live in New York State, and most recently, they finally. Uh, passed a law to bring in uh, mobile and sports betting in uh, the state of New York. So that doesn't mean, can I go tomorrow and bet? No. But what that does mean is that hopefully by, I want to say, they're saying by the Super Bowl, um, I'll be able to mobile sports bet in the state of New York. If you live in the state of New York, you know that now you can only go to casinos legally and bet at kiosks or in person at casinos and i'm lucky enough to live near one so i can do that um but i want to actually just give you a list of the sports books that will be coming to new york state uh for those listeners that are in the state of new york new york state will be getting DraftKings, FanDuel, bet mgm points bet caesars win camby k-a-m-b-i which i'm not too familiar with bet rivers slash sugar house and resorts world so those are the ones that have been selected um the rest are on the outside looking in but man am i excited i cannot wait uh, congrats man i i don't know um if you heard this but the world's tiniest violin is playing for me because i am not in a state that has <laughs> sports betting yet <laughs> but it's okay yeah, maybe one yeah. day they'll come to hey is his once you know you know, the more states that do it, you know, the more states that are going to hop on board. So I guess it's a right a step in the right direction for all of us. Exactly. And one of my uh, good buddies would, um, he, he'd be mad if I didn't bring this up. Now you're going to be able to legally bet well, as long as they get it done before the Super Bowl, you'll be able to legally bet the length of the national anthem. For the Super Bowl. And that is wild. I mean, they, at, They'll. I mean, if they, there's money involved, they'll let you bet on it. It's crazy. 
Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see what uh what stupid prop bets you end up having for the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> you oh, know there's God. plenty of them to take. Oh, yeah. How long's halftime? Uh, you know, the coin flip, which is a crazy one. Um, man, like I said, if there's money involved, I'll let you bet on it. Hey, I mean, I could even see some sort of uh, situation going on where they have a bet. Do the announcers talk about NFTs? I'm wow. not even kidding whenever I say that. because Now that would be cool. Yeah, I think this is a good segue because I was uh, I was watching the uh, I can't remember who was playing. Whenever Tom Brady went on with Peyton Manning and Eli Manning a couple weeks ago, okay, uh, and Peyton was joking with Tom Brady, and um, I don't know if you saw the whole story where Brady gave the fan a ball, but then he was like, "Oh shit, that ball is like my six hundred passing oh, touchdown. Shoot. I kind of need that back." Wow. No, I didn't see that, but continue because I'm interested. Yeah, so he gave the fan the ball, then was like, okay, I need that back. So he gave the fan a Bitcoin, season tickets for two years, money for their shop, like a a signed jersey, a signed helmet, a signed football, like all this signed stuff. And um, I think like Sotheby's or one of the auction houses was like, yeah, that ball would be worth at least like I think it was either four hundred fifty or five hundred thousand dollars. Wow! But that if you're that fan, you're crazy. an asshole if you don't give it back. Yeah, to them. totally. No, totally. And like, hey, here's a Bitcoin. Like, are you gonna say no to that? Kidding me? With the way that's going right now, no way. Yeah, exactly. But uh, not to get too off the uh, off track here, but Peyton was joking with him and said, "So, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna turn that ball into an NFT?" Ah, see? The mentality that everyone's starting to have, too. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so if I can just about guarantee you they will talk about NFTs if the Bucks are in the Super Bowl. I Oh, yeah, and I bet I bet you there's going to be advertisements, NFTs that have advertisements. I bet it's one of the most expensive advertising, advertising slots in the world. I, like, for any event, I'm pretty sure it is. But I bet you there'll there'll be an advertisement for an NFT or two. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I know that we were. Um, this isn't exactly the track we were planning to go down, but uh, Tom Brady has his own website, Autograph.io. Well, it's an NFT marketplace that he launched, and now he's onboarding a bunch of other athletes. By the time we get to February, like you, you think there's going to be? I mean, you would think there's going to be really even bigger names on that platform and they're gonna have uh the money probably at that point to push a ad like that so i mean yeah you could see something like that totally and just to name a few of the athletes that brady has on board right now here are some of the names obviously brady tiger woods naomi osaka Derek jeter wayne gretzky tony hawk simone biles usain bolt rob gronkowski so (laughs) it's a lot of money and uh i I know that I've mentioned it in the um, – maybe I didn't mention. I can't remember. But I, I do like to bet on golf, and I love Tiger yes, Woods. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. Just like any golf fan. I mean, like – Yeah, no. If you grew up, especially Tiger. with uh, – you know, you know, I'm 29. I know you're in your late 20s. And with us growing up, you know, Tiger was like – it was – you know, Tiger was all over ESPN. Yeah. I mean, it – the dude's insane. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty. He was the reason why now, like every golfer wants to be an athlete. Like, yep. guys are in the gym. Yep, totally. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it off to you. Uh, let's let's talk about some of um athletes and NFTs. And I guess to give a little primer here, we're gonna talk about athletes that are in a couple projects that we would consider to be blue chip, quote unquote, blue chip projects, which just means that they, they have the staying power within the NFT uh, market. Um, They've, they've gained enough attention and um, I would say famous holders, diamond hands uh, that they are considered to be the top in the space. Um, There are actually quite a few uh, athletes already in a couple of those. So Go ahead and um, roll with it, NFA. 
Yeah. So, um, like Mizzou just said, we kind of want to give you like a brief of like at bigger name athletes and what projects they have. We're not going to maybe specifically talk about one project. We might narrow it down when we're talking, but there, this is going to be more of a brief overview. So I would say the more bigger project that I know that most athletes have right now, a lot of NBA players, a handful of NFL players is Board Ape Yacht Club. And that being is that Board Ape kind of already it blew up. I mean, the floor right now, like we said last, we knew it's about around 35 ETH and ETH right now is around 46, $4,700. So you do the math there and that's how much these things are worth. And that's just the floor. So a few of the athletes, NBA players that have apes include Stephen Curry, Tyrese Halliburton, Tobias Harris, Josh Hart, and LaMelo Ball. And that's just to name a few. Um, Halliburton the other night, even for example, had his shoes on and he had an ape, his ape on his shoes, custom pair of shoes with the ape on it. So you can see what impact these NFTs are having on these athletes and how much they're into them. Cause a lot of these athletes are also like into art and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of them use it as their PFP for Twitter. Like Curry's profile picture is a picture of his ape. It's not a picture of Curry or Curry and his wife or anything like that. It's a picture of his ape. Um, so it's, it's like kind of crazy, you know, how big of an impact these NFTs are having on these athletes already. Um, and even to transfer into football, the same project, Board Apes, Von Miller, Brandon McManus, Brandon Stokely. I mean, it just, the list, it, and it, 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 there's more than that. Des Bryant. It's just, it, it goes on and on. Um, so it's, it's just kind of crazy, how much these athletes are actually getting into these projects. And it's very interesting for us considering we like to bet on these athletes. Um, and I know you have uh, a little more info actually Mizu on the LaMelo ball, uh, ape, you know, aping of the aping of the ape for LaMelo ball. But, and when he got in at the project, he, uh, he was like a pretty early holder. Yeah. I, I wonder who's uh, given LaMelo his alpha. Cause he doesn't buy that many NFTs. His, uh, his wallet is or his name on OpenSea is uh yellow mellow i believe and he somehow got in board apes at 1.5 eth and 1.2 eth and i actually just pulled up the numbers uh the floor is at 32 eth right now and okay 32 crazy yeah and we're we're actually holding above 4800 for eth and i bet when he made those purchases like eth was maybe low 2000s, maybe even below 2000. So he got in for probably, I would I would guess, a rough guess, at least under 7.5K for those two apes. And now he's sitting at, I, I, I can't do that math in my head because it's literally too much money. Like that's insane. Um, I mean, that just goes to show that we're not alone whenever it comes to NFTs. Like there's actual uh, people our age that are super famous, um, not only in sports, but especially it seems to be in sports. And there's even the crossover with uh, Jay-Z having a board ape, little baby having a board ape. I think little baby actually just changed his Twitter pick to a board ape. Well, there you go. Yes. Yeah, so, so it's not even just athletes like Ms. Hussein. It's, you know, artists, hip hop artists, um, musical artists, any any kind of artist, really. It's just a, it's an art. It's art for artists that you know. It's that's you know, it's, and it's not just for artists, but it, you know, it attracts that type of person. And to them, you know, one ETH or twenty ETH for that matter is not a ton of money, but to someone like me and Mizu, it is. Um, so that's another thing. The risk isn't as high for them as it is for someone like us, right? And and the them deciding like, hey, I'm gonna buy this and be a part of the community, um, and identify with this, use this as my digital identity, like Steph Curry changing his picture to a board ape, even Jay Z, I know at one point, and Odell Beckham making their picture uh, profile pictures on Twitter as uh, crypto punks. Yep. Um, Von Miller, I know, had his as a profile picture. The list goes on and on. Like, it's not like they're just buying them and 
stashing them away in their wallet as as investments like they're buying these and deciding this is how i want to have my self known on the internet which is just nuts yeah and that's awesome and that's the cool part about being part of this community because it's like oh you have a board ape and i and von miller has a board ape and so do i and that's his profile picture and that's my pro it's almost like a way to i like you know feel like you're part of something bigger you know as a whole like as the community it's like oh cool like me and von miller are on the same wavelength in terms of this it's a very it's a very cool thing like you just said it's pretty awesome yeah it is pretty sick i guess we'll we'll roll past crypto punks sorry to any punks that are out there um yeah i know another guy that has one just to mention real quick (laughs) josh hart he does have one so he's like he's another big nba player that's into uh the nft game he actually just tweeted i think today uh like what nft project should i get into next so i mean these guys are constantly looking which is awesome right and it it's funny like seeing the guys that are really hunting for nfts especially like josh hart i just know that the, the i mean even with um the non-refungible network we have another podcast uh the nerd nft radio podcast um they talk about the intersection between nerds and nfts like they talk about gaming and um marvel comics etc and josh hart's a nerd like this man plays so many video games he's grinding on twitch and it just so happens that he's also buying nfts like there is definitely a correlation there and the the younger the well this is just a given but the more young guys that come into the MLB the NFL the NBA the more we're going to see this sort of thing i think oh yeah exactly cuz that's what they're being brought up you know it's technology so it's like oh what's the new thing what's in now and it, like you just said it's there's a correlation between all that you know he's kind of a nerd he likes video games he's just happens to be awesome at basketball <laughs> and that's what he does for a living. But like in his day to day, he's just a nerd who likes NFTs and video games and comics. man. Well, I, I guess we, we can move on. Um, I, I do want to talk about our uh, profile pictures. Cause what, I mean, what would this podcast be? Would this even be a crypto podcast? If we didn't shill our bags. Right. You're right. It wouldn't be. And this project that Mizzy was about to mention is definitely our both of our favorite project at the moment, and it's probably our most successful project at the moment um, in terms of where it's holding. So I'll let you take it away for for what it is. Yeah, so um, I'm sure we'll talk about this more in future uh, podcasts. Uh, so I won't talk about it too much, but I'm talking about the Bears Deluxe. So if you follow us on Twitter, you probably see our profile pictures very deluxe um and we do have deluxe hands i know that nfa what you had one right from the start yep one one from the start but we, we got in when it was cheap and we've been deluxe ever since <laughs> exactly man deluxe hands baby uh That's if you right. listen to, to the nrn podcast or uh, i should say nrp um yaba was the first one to really start pushing it and i just thought deluxe was hilarious and I was like deluxe, deluxe hands, like diamond hands. Right. Yeah. Um, and they've actually managed to pick up a couple of diamond handed athletes. Uh, I know one of the guys that is quote unquote, the lead community manager, El Capo, he trains uh, for the UFC, or I should say he trains MMA. I'm not sure if he fights in the UFC, but I know that he right. trains and he's friends with um, someone you've probably heard of if you followed the ufc the crazy motherfucker nate diaz like he is a beast he has a a bear and then the first athlete i actually ever saw um that had picked one up was chase winovich he's a linebacker for the new england patriots and he was on boston radio probably a couple months ago now uh talking about his bears on on sports radio which I can only imagine, like, you know, I'm thinking about, like, my dad, like, driving down the road, like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Like, you know, 
your demographic that's listening to sports radio is a lot of older oh, yeah. middle-aged men. Like they're probably oh, so yeah. confused. Listening on AM, AM radio. And we got Chase Winovich on here talking about Bears Deluxe NFTs. These guys are probably like, is this the right channel? <laughs> Am I still on the sports radio? <laughs> I, I actually need to find that. I want to hear so bad. Yeah, maybe we can. Um, maybe I guess we'll we can, move on. Yeah, maybe we can even pull up the clip like next week or something and throw it on here. That'd be hilarious if we could somehow get it on the pod. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. You know, that would be that would be funny uh to to give the public a little taste of what these athletes are even talking about on you know big time radio um but yeah Mizu, go go right ahead sorry oh, i was just gonna say we can move on I'm, I'm sure in the future we'll talk more about bears they have a big release coming up in in a week or so we won't shill our bags too hard to you right now so i guess we'll move on again to top shot um we have it in our notes as dapper, but I'll let you take it away. Yeah, so uh, NBA Top Shot also I think is actually owned and ran by like Dapper Labs. Um, that's another Dapper itself is another big project or company I should say that athletes are going to be getting into. Um, for example, Tyler Hero, Damian Lee, and Terry Rozier are among uh, notable collectors of NBA Top Shot and other dapper projects um while people like javel mcgee andre iguodala and spencer dinwiddie are all investors in these uh projects um so dapper labs is also in the works with the nfl and they are going to make their moments just like nba top shot has it's going to be nfl moments and i can only imagine the amount of nfl players that it's going to attract and other athletes that it's going to attract to get these projects and let alone the public so dapper is definitely like a company that you know they're on their own platform right now it's not eth it's just you just buy with like plain old usd money um but it's definitely one of those companies that you want to look out for because they already have a bunch of athletes behind behind them yeah, and I actually am, I don't even know how, I didn't put this down in my notes at all, but I was just kind of connecting the dots here. I don't know if this is true, but I'm kind of wondering if Damian Lee maybe got Steph into NFTs. Because Damian Lee is his brother-in-law. Oh, see, I never knew that. And they play together in Golden State, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, they actually trained together this entire summer. The only reason why I know this is because Del Curry was talking about it whenever they played the other night. Oh, yep, and Del Curry is a former Hornet. Yep, yep, that's Steph's dad. Well, yeah. Amazing shooter, by the way. Right, and Steph's from, uh, duh, Steph's from North Carolina, no? I mean, he went to Davidson. Yeah, he's from Charlotte. Yeah, so that's awesome. See, it's just crazy, like, how this all connects like this. And, and, you know, this might just be us making a few assumptions right now, but, you know, it all kind of makes sense and it would line up. I mean, it totally makes sense to me. Yeah, it would. And I mean, I, I do think we should mention, too, that Steph and Tom Brady are um, investors in FTX, which is just a freaking meteoric rise as one of the top exchanges, and I would say, in the world now. Um, but even just a year ago, they weren't very well known. And... and now they're both investors, so I mean, this is just going. You know where this is going. Like, if if athletes have the opportunity to invest their money in other places besides real estate, and especially in stuff that seems to be quote unquote or stocks, cool, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like they, they're probably like, going like to be a little saying, more like, active. Exactly, this is giving them opportunity to invest in other things besides your basic stuff that our parents have our their money in, right? And it, it's, I mean, it, it's where investing and culture can cross over. Um, that's what NFTs are, uh, I, I would say, trying to do. And some are doing it successfully already. Like, like we mentioned, the Board Apes. And I know the Top Shot wants to do, and there's so many others to name. Um, we have, we have uh, another thing to mention as well to bring it back to uh, Ape Holders, Lamello. Um, I know that he has personally launched 
an NFT. It hasn't been super successful, I don't think. But I don't even know how marketed it's been because like I'm I mean I'm a Hornets fan and I didn't really know about it until I was just doing some research. But I do think this is a good thing to mention is there's a website called ether.cards and we're gonna see so many other projects that pop up to make it easier for athletes to launch their own NFTs just like autograph.io from Tom Brady. Um ether.cards is a website where you can launch NFTs in the form of cards. Uh, just and I, I guess that you can assign your own rarities and that sort of thing. I'm no expert when it comes to it, but that's the way it looked like whenever I was looking at Lamelo's collection. And he did that himself. And like I said, it hasn't been marketed super hardcore, but eventually we're going to see athletes come in and really, really push it hard. And when that happens, it's going to explode like we've never seen it before. I mean, it's. NFTs have already quote unquote exploded um, and we're kind of cooling off here for a little bit. But I think this is the time if you're not in NFTs and you are interested, you should start looking into it because it's just a matter of time before we start to see some even bigger names enter the space. That's just my prediction. What do you think, NFA? I am right there with you. I couldn't be on more on board with what you just said, um, especially with Ethereum being at what it is now, about 4,800, you said. So I was even off. It's continuing to rise. I mean, these things are just going to gain value and they're going to become more public. I know a lot of the projects we were into just bought a bunch of space over this past weekend at the... NFT NYC is what they were calling it. In uh, they bought some space in Manhattan and Times Square, and we're advertising for it. So I mean, it's just a matter of time before NFTs start blowing up and they become part of more of like an everyday thing that you're seeing on TV and etc. I've even heard rumors to kind of go back to Top Shot or whatever, where maybe when you go to a game, so say I go to a Chicago Bulls and a Toronto Raptors game and the games in Toronto. Well, maybe I scan my phone when I get in and I get an NFT for free for being at the game that day, you know, of a certain play or whatever. It's just, I mean, that the opportunities are kind of endless with it. And it's, it's like crazy to think about. I'm glad you brought that up because I completely forgot uh, to mention that as well. I saw Mark Cuban talking about it on uh, his Twitter the other day. I'm pretty sure the Mavs, if they're not, they are already, they are looking into making the tickets. Yeah, NFTs. see, exactly. And then boom, your ticket's a one, your ticket already is a one of one because you ha- it's only your seat. And I'm glad you brought this up as well. And now that ticket is even more of value because it's an NFT. I mean, it has, you know, maybe it'll have utility one day, who knows? But, you know, it's from a specific date and a specific game, and there was a specific score. It's crazy. And Mark Cuban is definitely the guy, surprised me, that would be the first one to get on board. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, he, the guy's a, a genius, especially when it, it mm-hmm. comes to totally. new technology. I mean, he, he uh, not to go on too long of a, a side tangent here, but Mark Cuban made his money basically creating a company that was Zoom before Zoom. Like, he sold his company uh way back during the dot com bubble he basically sold the top because you know he's he's a pretty smart guy <laughs> and uh i can't remember who he sold his company to but they were pretty much doing what zoom does now um it's just back then technology wasn't really there yet and that's kind of the whole story of the dot com bubble not not to go d- too deep into that but now that's another thing to consider is and I think about this sometimes is, are we in a bubble, right? Like, are we in a crypto bubble or NFT bubble? I don't know. But if you stick around and you don't risk too much, you just learn and you really put the time and effort in to learn what's happening in this space and what is potentially going to happen in the future. Who knows where you could be in, in five years uh, in crypto? I mean, that's the beauty of it. So. I'm glad you mentioned that because like Cuban is definitely like one of the top minds in the space. I mean, the guy was trading, um, basically trading shit coins 
on Uniswap. Like he's really in it. Like he un- he's testing things. He's trying to see what works, what doesn't work. And I mean, I would guess that the Mavs will probably be one of the first organizations to pull off a, a solid NFT launch or NFT giveaway to people if they go to games, that kind of thing. So that's definitely something to watch for in the future. Yeah. Right there. Nailed it on the head. Mark Cuban, genius. And yeah, couldn't Nick put it in better words. Um, so what? I guess pivoting from there, we can kind of break it down into maybe one of our uh, our picks maybe for the week. Um, I know you have a NFL pick or two, at least one, maybe two that you want to give out for later this week. And I don't have anything NFL, but I do have uh, three futures bets for college basketball, which does start tomorrow. So I'll let you get into those NFL picks if you want first. Yeah, sure. I'll off things off. Uh, so my first pick, um, I'll give two and I'll tell you where my confidence uh, lies. The first one, I am not as confident as the second. And my first one's going to be the Chiefs minus two and a half against the Raiders. So I um, I say I'm not as confident in this one because the Chiefs have been terrible against the spread in their last, uh, um, what I'm looking at here is 24 games. They're four and 20 against the spread. <laughs> it's pretty bad. But one thing to consider here is a lot of those games are pretty wide spreads uh vegas they make money off of the chiefs um not covering that's just the way that it's been they they inflate the number each and every week but i think that this is the time to buy the chiefs like if there is a time to buy the chiefs it's right now they're playing the raiders in in vegas next week which is fine that I, I don't care if it's the home or away. They're playing in Vegas. It's going to be in a dome. Mahomes should be able to throw all over them. Um, the Raiders, they pride themselves on having a good pass rush, but Mahomes can escape that rush, and their offense was dreadful this week against the Packers, and they've got to have a bounce-back game. If they, if they, I mean, they won this past week, but it was not pretty. They have to win this game, and especially given that it's a divisional game. And if you're going to give me... Um, and sorry, I got the number at minus three, but it's almost at, uh, it's, I got it at minus one or two. So at minus three, minus one or two. So almost, um, even odds there. And if you're going to give me the chiefs minus three against the team that has just in shambles, we're not even going to mention Gruden and rugs and all that, but I, I just don't see how they don't get it done. Um, if they don't, then I will not touch the Chiefs through the rest of the year. Mark my words. <laughs> and with that being said, I love all the reasoning, and I'll probably ride that with you. I'm seeing it right now, I think, at three or even two and a half. And like you said, come on. It's Kansas City. It's a statement game. You either bet them and they come through for you, or they lose and look like shit, and you don't touch them the rest of the year. Because... Because this game, the Raiders are not what they've been the whole year. They're just not. I hate, let's be honest. They've had so much crap going on. John Gruden, I don't know. I think they've overachieved a bit. Yeah, and I, they're coming back down to earth. They lost to um, the Giants yesterday. Exactly. I mean, they're travel there. Then they have to travel back home to play the Chiefs. I bet you that they would not have expected that they would lose to the Giants and then have to come home to play the Chiefs, who are in a spot where they are just so hungry to beat the shit out of somebody. Because if they don't, I'm telling you, their season is over. It would al- almost it would almost be – actually, I think I'm going to look at this after this uh, we finish recording. I'm going to bet the uh, Chiefs to not make the playoffs as like a small hedge because if they lose this game, I would think that I got pretty good value there because I, I yeah, don't I was gonna see say how those, o- those odds are going to. Yep, exactly. Totally. Those odds are going to it's it'd be like betting uh, World Series game one, getting somebody and then them losing and you, fl- you know what I mean? You're going to get way different odds. Yep. Yep. So I'm going to look at that after this. Um, this next pick is actually pretty straightforward and I'll make it short. Uh, I'm taking Cleveland to one on the money line 
to beat the Patriots next weekend, and I'm taking Cleveland plus two. I think the line has moved to one or one and a half already. Uh, one and a half is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing I'm seeing one actually at a lot of places. Um, and oh, it's, I think it's at one at Pinnacle too, which I there's I have one. I have one. Yeah. Yeah. So try to get that in before they're a favorite. I mean, it's uh, we were against each other. On this yeah, past Browns look good, I, man. I'm not gonna lie, Browns look good. Nick Chubb was awesome. That's the thing with them, man. Like. If Chubb is healthy and Baker is not thinking about where he's throwing the ball, not going to name any names. If he's not <laughs> thinking about who he has to feed, that offense is a well-oiled machine. And their defense is starting to come around to where people projected them before the season started. That They laid an absolute tag when they like their offense went off. They should have the defense should have backed them up and they didn't. Um and I think that this is the game where they really can send a message to the AFC like, hey, we are actually good, just like everyone thought we were going to be coming into this season. And New England right now, I think they're overvalued. I mean they just beat the Chargers um and then they beat my Panthers unfortunately. They beat us pretty badly, but if you watch that game doing that much like they could they were running the ball decently but they weren't getting too much going through the air they had a pick six uh and the panthers were uh, about to be in the red zone i think they were probably on the 25 or 30 yard line and that just sucked the air out of the stadium and darnold proceeded to throw two more interceptions like is baker gonna do that against the pats i don't think so yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm with you there. I think that's a great pick. Cool. Well, hopefully you ride with me on that one too. Maybe uh, maybe I can sweep it. We'll see. What do you have? Yeah. Any picks? Uh, or I guess you you have those futures, right? Yeah. Uh, getting into my picks, I had a couple futures uh, for college basketball, which is coming up here shortly. Um, it starts tomorrow, so I guess you want to get these in as soon as you can. I'm pretty sure most books will keep these lines open all year and they'll fluctuate but some might close them when the season starts so get them in when you can um i will start for my guess uh i'll go from the best odds to the worst odds um so my first pick is going to be these are all for wooden award winner which will be the number one college basketball player in the country uh when it comes down to it uh, first one is going to be Johnny Juzang, UCLA, getting it at plus 1,400 right now. I'm seeing it in some books at plus 1,200. The dude's a stud. I mean, if you watch college basketball at all last year, he was – I mean, he carried that UCLA team through to the finals and, you know, pretty basically just had hoisted that national championship for that team. Uh very awesome story UCLA was last year. So I'm looking at Juzang at plus 1,400. I think he has great chance to take this take this home. Um, the next one is Max Amos, um, spelled A-B-M-A-S. Some of you might know him from last year from Old Dominion. Too tall and can from three. Drops like 40 a game like it's nobody's business. He's going to eat that league up. He should win player of the year for that league easily. Um, I'm pretty sure they had another guy last name, last year by the last name of O'Banner, who was also really good. I'm not sure if he's back, but I think Amos, I'm getting this at plus 1,800. I've actually seen it at plus 2,000 on some books, which is better. I just got it at what I can, um, and I think that's another good bet. I just think the guy... I could like put up insane numbers and run away with it based off his numbers. Um, and especially if they make another run in March madness, like they did last year. Uh, and the last one, uh, this guy I thought was going to go to the NBA. So I'm taking it off of like just more experience base. Um, he's a very solid all around player and it's Scotty Pippen jr. Uh, from Vanderbilt. I'm getting that at plus 3,300. Uh, so, you know, odds are, that's probably my lowest sprinkle. I'm only, you know, putting about 0.2 units on this one, but I think he has a shot. He's playing the SEC. It's a tough division, but the kid puts up numbers kind of across the board, um, kind of like a 15, four and four guy, 15, five and five across the board. I think he's going to put up even better numbers this year. Um, but that's just a guy kind of a sleeper a little bit. 
Um, and then I have a really, really deep sleeper who I didn't even put anything on because my book has them at uh, plus 12,500 right now. And I'm seeing it actually plus 20,000 on some books. And it's Isaiah Mobley. Actually, Evan Mobley's brother um, from USC. The kid could be a complete stud. This That's a complete, you know, this he's going to be the best player in the country as a freshman type of thing. So those are just a few um, futures I have for uh, the Wooden Award college basketball coming up. So get those in if you want, um, and hopefully we'll ride them uh, to the pay window. I love it. I don't know what um, the Mobley parents were feeding those boys, but it worked. Dude, Yeah. Mizu and I, if you don't follow us on social media yet, we really like to take Evan Mobley rebound props. Uh, <laughs> he's been killing it this year. He's probably the best rookie, if not top three, easily right now. Wouldn't you say? I would say so, man. I mean, he's insane. Um, and ever since they benched um, Kevin Love for Mobley, they've been on a tear. They've got a they've got a nice squad. Yeah, they kicked in my team's ass the other night. The Knicks. I mean, I I should have taken Cleveland plus seven and a half in that game. Like I knew to take Cleveland plus seven and a half, but of course because I'm a Knicks fan, I'm like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it because then if the Knicks cover, I'm going to be so pissed. But I mean, Cleveland won outright. <laughs> that's that's the worst. Man. You know, that's the life, dude. That is that's that's gambling. Yeah, one. I feel like um, I don't know if this is like an old wives' tale with uh, gambling, but if you can bet against your own team with conviction and just you're never even thinking about hedging out of your bet or canceling your bet, whatever you want to call it, then you've made it. Now, now you can say you're you're uh, you're good at gambling. I can't say that. I actually screwed that up on Sunday, but I digress. Yeah, and I will also hand up and say that I cannot say I've made it yet either because I obviously can't do it either. So we'll get there one day, but we're also fairly young guys, fairly young in the gambling game. I mean, we've been doing it for a couple of years, but you know, not 20 years like some of these some of these older guys have. So we'll get there, but... um. But yeah, those are some of our our favorite picks for the week, and I have a feeling that kind of is going to wrap up uh, episode two. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything else you want to add, Mizu. Um, yeah, you got anything you want to add? I don't think so. I mean, I, I like uh, I like those future bets. I would add that I love Johnny Juzang. I fell in love with the UCLA last year on their run. Um, hopefully one of those hits for you. Those are some good, uh, some good value on this. So I guess we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, we can wrap it up from here. All right. Well, we'll see y'all on the next episode. Yep. And episode three will be coming in shortly and look out for this one. Episode two dropping soon. Thanks guys. And, uh, we'll talk to you later.